0: Welcome to Urban State of Mind. This is Karina. And I'm Akia. Hey, everybody. Oh, my God, we're back. It has been a long time coming. Oh, my
1: goodness.
0: (laughs) And it's not because we don't enjoy podcasting. It's not because we don't enjoy talking about education. No. It's just been way too busy. And even what's today? Today is July 21st. Yes. And we've been trying to do this all summer. No, it's
1: the 23rd. It's the 23rd.
0: (laughs) And we've been trying to get together all summer long. Um, So it's just been getting our schedules together. Yep. Um, But we're happy to be back for our third season of Urban State of Mind. The place you can come to hear about um, trendy topics regarding education and our crazy lives as educators. Oh, my goodness. so So let's just do a little update what have you been up to akia um i've been busy with what
1: (laughs) planning a wedding (laughs) um for all you teachers out there who have been planning a wedding kudos to you because it's a lot Yes, it's a lot,
0: and you're having a like a twenty person wedding party. There's too <laughs> many people in that wedding, but we couldn't like we couldn't cut anybody. Uh, it's gonna be humongous. It's gonna be it's gonna be an event. I must. He won an event. You had one of the best engagement videos. Oh my god! Do you mind if we post it for our our followers? I just want people to see. It's so cute because it was in Akia's classroom, <laughs> and all the kids were in on it, and her other colleagues um, at the school you know we're in on it so it's just really appropriate for it, it to, to post it was people crazy need
1: to see it. <laughs> you know what we got so many people after like just at the school who were like oh my goodness you did that in front of the kids it was
0: a good engagement i was like dad you did good you did good brother he did so good the kid i'm, a, I'm on snapchat
1: with all the children they fought. they just started posting randomly so I don't know they told me I got a bunch of likes and said that's thank you hilarious. but yeah they were super excited um we had a long talk about the difference between engagement and marriage because oh. they thought I was married, married. really yeah you this kind of weird that I'm, is so interesting and they're like eighth graders they're like seventh eighth graders and they're like oh so you're married I'm like <sighs>
0: No. That's so cute. Such a cute, teachable moment. I guess if they don't know the difference. It was like, okay, cool. Congratulations. I'm so excited for the wedding. Is it going to be an open bar? Of okay, course. Oh well, I did. I'm <laughs> sorry. We keep it real long here. Y'all. Yes. Super excited. I'm super. <laughs> Nothing new has really been going on with me. Same old, same old. Nothing noteworthy, I guess. Um, but yes. we'll get into more of that, you know, as we proceed this season on Urban State of Mind. We have a huge list of topics that we yes. want to discuss. Um, from just the consequences of social media on education, um, veteran teachers tailoring curriculum to prepare students to solve real world problems. Um, let's see, online testing, we yes. are going to talk about. School choice, freedom and equity, sex education mm-hmm. and the Me Too movement. Yep. Uh, a few more things. About. Let's see. Radical self reliance on black homeschooling mm-hmm. and ways to introduce entrepreneurship within the classroom. So we have a huge list of things that you can uh, look forward to in the next few weeks and next few months. I think we really expanded. Yeah. We're going places. We're
1: kind of going places with our (laughs) topics this season. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So today's (laughs) podcast is going
0: to focus on tips for picking a school. Yes. And it's July, like we said. Um, this is the time of year where, unfortunately, you walk into Target and the displays (laughs) have shifted from summer fun to Mm -hmm. back to school. We're seeing backpacks and educational program uh what do you call it, the little manuals that you can have for your kids I'm not <laughs> so yeah it's back to school time is on the horizon at, on the horizon at my job I'm definitely gearing up to see for, for school to start back up so yeah, um I'm afraid, it's I'm that time where worried. we want to <laughs> have this conversation about picking a school um back in our day when we were in school there weren't a lot of conversations around which school for your kids to go to. Choices have certainly expanded for parents. Yeah. Um, so some of the reasons choices have expanded. When we were in school, it was like you send your kid to public school or you send your kid to private school, right? Right. And, and you go it to was, the
1: school over there by your house. You yeah. Most moving.
0: people and within your public school system, mm-hmm. there may be, have been some options. We went to Detroit public schools and it was like your neighborhood school or they had a few magnet schools mm-hmm. and then they had what we called schools of choice. Right. Back then that was Cass Renaissance King. So yeah. you just went to your public school district back Back in our day when we were in school ourselves, um, it just wasn't as many options. The options were public school or private school. And within public school systems, they may have had a few choices. For instance, through Detroit Public Schools, they had a few magnet schools and what we called schools of choice. That was Cass King and Renaissance But for the most part, it was a no-brainer that you send your kid to the public school system or you send your kid to a private school. Right. And if you didn't have the means to send your kid to a private school, then it was a no-brainer. Your kid was attending that public school. Right. And now that's really changed Mm -hmm. for parents. uh, For a few reasons. Number one are charter schools. Mm -hmm. Charter schools exist in almost every community and every urban city. Yeah. And it just gives parents a lot of options. If you have the means to drive your kid across town, you could be putting them in a really specialized school, a really um, a really good quality charter school on the other side of town, and it has nothing to do with where you live. Mm-hmm. The other thing that a lot of communities have are what they call schools of choice where – um, I know I work in Washtenaw County, and in that county, you don't have to live in the particular city. Anyone can send their kids to Ann Arbor Public Schools, and Ann Arbor will also drive the bus to these neighboring what cities you told me last time? to That's pick crazy. them up. And so this exists. So options just exist. With mm-hmm. the right amount of research, parents can find all kinds of cool programs for their students, um, like I said, that are either really, really, really good schools or really good schools that have specialties for mm-hmm. your individual students. So I want to talk about this because choice is a great thing. It but is. it can also be really daunting. And very Dangerous, you gotta look it can be dangerous <laughs> too, yeah. So, I think at one point people just looped charter schools into this one group, and mm-hmm. I just always explain to people like, charter schools can't be looped in together, they're no. not one district. So, charter schools can be connected to each other and be a similar district, but some charter schools exist as their one single entity and yep. it could be a really great entity or it could be a really poor ent- entity mm-hmm. so it's just important that parents do their research and yeah that's just really daunting if you're a parent our age or older the idea of research in a school is like what is this that's where do I something start we're accustomed to when yeah. we were younger <laughs> it's like go to school yeah it was <laughs> just the it was just a no-brainer so that's what um the we're talking about today that is the point of talking about it. um besides there being so many options, I think it's important for parents, uh, parents and guardians to really know their individual child mm-hmm. and think about That's the huge. differences between their children. You may have two children. And I want to add this caveat because I have an older brother. We're only 19 months apart Uh, We're two grade levels apart. But what that means is we were elementary school and middle school and high school and college at the same time. But beyond elementary school, we never attended the same actual school. Us neither. And I think that is kind of uncommon for parents. Uh, at that time, we just went to DPS schools, but there were a few options. And my mom and dad realized like, ooh, James and Karina are not mm-hmm. the same <laughs> type of kid. They don't have the same learning style and they need really different environments. And so we split off one. Uh, when I was in fifth grade, we stopped going to the same school really? and never attended the same school again. Yeah, he attended schools that I honestly, like in hindsight, they feel like they fit his personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the schools that I attended feel like they fit my personality. And so I want to talk to parents about that because- Quite often you have two kids and one may be that kid that sits down and deals with structure really mm-hmm. well. That was kind of me. And then you have this other kid who may be way more creative or doesn't want sit, to sit still in a traditional setting. And there are educational settings that really fit. That group of kids, too, um, sometimes they call them alternative schools, and it doesn't it, it mean it should have a really negative connotation. But I just want to talk about that because I totally think that each child should have the school setting that fits them best. It,
1: I mean, you know, it, it takes a lot more for a parent to actually do that. but. Is it's gonna really work out for that kid in the long run? Those mm-hmm. kids, you a lot of people have siblings in the same school, and it just doesn't work. Me and my brother went to two totally different schools. We did go to the same K eight, mm-hmm. but then once we got to high school, I went to Renaissance, he went to Cass, mm-hmm. which are two Detroit high schools. And Renaissance at that point was very small, intimate. Mm-hmm. It worked out best for me. um College prep—that's just what I did. I did start off at Cass, but I did transfer mm-hmm. to Renaissance. Yeah. However, for my brother, Cass was a perfect fit. Mm -hmm. It really works for him. He, He, you know, really got into these different, like they had majors and he really got into that major. I think his was a drafting and design and mm-hmm. it really helped to shape who he was he felt like himself he didn't have to just
0: follow behind a kia just because mm-hmm. I was the oldest yes I think that's important for parents to understand mm-hmm. sometimes it really does work out that way but if you are noticing that two children are really different be open to exploring that it obviously takes some uh a toll it may take a toll on your family if you're driving to two, yeah. two different buildings but it could just be that thing that changes your child's life having an educational setting that works for them better um mm-hmm. if if they need that so I have three main tips that I want to share okay um feel free to hop in whenever I you sure want will. Just right. hop in. Um, so my first tip that I think all parents should consider is that you have to go to the school mm-hmm. during a regular school day yes. <laughs> to get a feeling for the culture and climate Schools are going to offer you to come during their open houses, their programs, mm-hmm. and all of their set programming events to showcase the schools. That's beautiful. You should go to that as well. Come and see their showcase, what they have planned, because at that time, they'll have you know a layout and a presentation of all their programs. Mm-hmm. However, you're not going to get a feel for the culture and climate of the mm-hmm. school unless you pop in. During a regular school day. I totally agree with
1: that. Because you're going to see a totally different atmosphere. And I know a lot of times. Especially parents who are moving. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're moving during the summer. They come and they see the school. And it might look great mm-hmm. during the summer. Even a summer school program. Is not really a good indicator. Of how that school looks. I agree. You don't have all the staff there. You don't have all the kids there. You sometimes have- leadership is there. Sometimes leadership is not there. So that means you're going to see a totally different element you're gonna see the kids in a different element and it's just gonna be a different vibe if you go during the school day and I would I would recommend just do a pop-up
0: I think it's a it's all about the pop-up <laughs> pop-up um and I'm not saying that you didn't have to have a meeting with anyone in mm-hmm. administration but do the pop-up and go to the main office and ask for a upcoming calendar mm-hmm. um it, you know what i mean if you can ha- have a moment to speak to someone great mm-hmm. but just do a pop-up and inquire about something something that you may genuinely have an inquiry about Um, But pop up because that's going to give you a feel for the culture and climate. And when you talk about you being in a small setting versus your brother being in a large one, those are the things, you know, your kid. And if the school building is extremely loud uh, and kids are freely walking through the halls. Mm -hmm. That may be something that your child does great with. Your child may be that kid who needs that level of freedom and that environment where things aren't really stifling. But if your kid is that kid who needs structure, mm-hmm. order, Actually, very high structure, uh, then then that may then the setting, the culture and climate that you see when you do your pop in may not be it. Now, give the school, you know, some, you know, slack and consider <laughs> that it may be lunchtime and they may be in a transition. You know, if you really have heard great things about a school, feel free to pop up more than once. Mm-hmm. Introduce yourself um, and get a feel for whether that environment is welcoming or welcoming or not but I really think that the first tip is that you got to pop up there and if you can't do it yourself because of your schedule have grandma have grandpa have auntie have uncle somebody needs to pop in there ask a few questions don't try to walk through the school building Mm -hmm. because that's not actually legal they're not going to let you
1: but you can get a lot though just in that office
0: walking into the main office the way (laughs) most school buildings are set up you have a little bit of a, a entry point to mm-hmm. view the school most right. buildings i had i can think of a few school buildings i've seen where you enter and it's like you're directly in that main office mm-hmm. and if that's the case you know oh well the other thing you can do is if the secretary is helping someone be very patient and allow right. that person to help them because then you get a chance to sit there for a few minutes and um Sit in the, you know, office chairs Uh and see who's coming in and out. How are they talking to children? What types of things are children in the office for? Is it crowded? Is Uh it unorganized? How is the secretary responding to your inquiries as a new parent? And I think that'll just give you a feel for Like I said, it's the culture and climate. And that's something that can make or break your child's educational experience. Because uh, without the culture and climate that suits your kid, getting to academics is never going to happen no it's like the teacher who's brilliant at math but can't control the class (laughs) great that you're brilliant at math but you're never going to teach my kid because you can't manage a class and same thing if your kid can't get through can't navigate the culture and climate of the school then actually learning reading Mm -hmm. writing math science and social studies will never actually happen
1: And I would even think too when you pop in one of those pop ins. I would say just do it by yourself. But one pop in, do with your child, and see how they interact. That was a good idea too because you might like the office staff. Are they welcoming to your child? did leadership come out and you know speak to your child Mm -hmm. these are all things that you want to see did a kid speak to your child did they look at them crazy these are all things that you can kind of just read and your child is going to read it too and you can see through their interactions their vibe do they feel comfortable in this vibe because even though you may know your child certain ages you're like the child is you know learning different things and they're just becoming their own person Do they feel comfortable as a person in this building and this setting? So bring the child with them, you know, and at that point, if you can do that kind of pop up and maybe they can walk around and kind of see where they would be at and things of that nature, you're going to learn a lot and you'll actually see it within your child and have a discussion with your kid. Mm -hmm. What did you like? What didn't you like? And you know, some things they might not like, they wear uniforms. That's something that we're not going to change. But but. (laughs) I'm just
0: thinking like just the vener, the general vibe of the school is (laughs) is what you'll be able to tell and it'll you'll be able to tell if it's a place that you want to come um so if you don't know what to do when you go in you know go to the main office ask for copies of the calendars ask for um a meeting you know a meeting in the future with the principal or Mm -hmm. your child's classroom teacher um and then or you can just ask general questions about enrollment and those things should give you a general vibe you know if you're asking for a tour on the spot those are things that are going to be a lot harder to get. So right. that's my first tip. Um, my second tip. tip is to uh, my second tip is to check out if you're living in Michigan. There is a site called MI School Data. Mm-hmm. MI is in Michigan School Data, um, and there's a parent dashboard. So in every state, there are certain Things that are public knowledge right. and a lot of parents don't realize, you know, you don't have to go off the word that he say, she say word uh, yeah. of others. You don't have to go off Facebook recommendations. You can get the hardcore data mm-hmm. that schools already report to the state. In mm-hmm. Michigan it's called my school data. And from that parent dashboard, you can find a lot of information about test scores. This is unbiased data. Um, these are points that you could bring to that meeting when you talk to the principal or teacher mm-hmm. um, to find out. I don't suggest that data means everything no. because depending on where the school is located, it could be a wide diversity within the building and that could affect the data. But I do say I do you know, think that parents should look at the hardcore facts around a school. And this is where you're going to find what schools report to the state of Michigan.
1: And it's also cool, especially if you have like, I know we don't always pay a lot of attention to our advanced learners. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at a school and you see that, their scores may not be that great I mean that might also be a point for you to ask when you go and meet with the school to see what do they do for their advanced learners their gifted kids what do you guys provide for them if you don't hear a lot of information about what they do for their gifted kids and you know that your child is gifted maybe that's not the place for you because unfortunately we see a lot of situations where kids they're kind of left to wander around Mm -hmm. this little curriculum by themselves. like Oh, you're smart. So you're just going to do this. No, you want to make sure that when you look at that data, really analyze it. And if it's something that's like something that sticks out to you, ask them about it, question them about it. Because like Karina said, that's something they have to report to the state.
0: So, and I think, you know, that's just doing your homework, doing your research is looking at those hardcore facts. So uh, if you haven't ever been to the site, check it out. Um, If you're from a different state, just Google your state's name and Mm -hmm. then school reporting. So whatever state you're in, um, Ohio school reporting, and then it'll lead you to the site. If you're from another state and you're having a hard time finding it, feel free to shoot us an email, urbanstateofmind at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to even help you navigate that system. No problem. um, (laughs) You should definitely check out the hardcore facts on the school, the school district that you're looking at sending your child to. Um, And then my third and last tip is to look for their online presence. Mm -hmm. So this is another thing that didn't exist when we were kids because the internet just really wasn't there. But now schools market themselves. Schools have billboards and, Mm -hmm. and radio commercials and, Um, They're on the side of public transit buses (laughs) and things like schools market themselves because of the fact that there are so many Uh options for parents. So you should really do your research just by Googling the name, Google search the name of the school And from that, you should see their online presence. So I'm looking for their social media presence. Uh Do they have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account? If they do, you should follow it. Look at what they're posting. Are they posting events that you can show up to? Are they posting things about students? You should be following this potential school to see if it's a place, if it's a space that, you know, you want your kid Um, And then the other group that you can also find on social media are PTO groups. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the PTO group or the actual school will have the actual school building beyond the district will have an individual online presence like their own page for just Mm -hmm. that school building. And then there may be the district pages, but follow their online presence because that's going to be a wealth of information these days schools hire communications and marketing uh-huh. um, positions. That wasn't a thing that always existed, but now people go into marketing and communications and get hired by educational institutions and they they brand their schools and things. So you should follow it because that's going to be a wealth of information for you um, as a parent as well.
1: And not only what does the school post, because a lot of times, sometimes... A lot of times, sometimes, well, you can tell I'm a little rusty. Sometimes you'll see parents post things Mm -hmm. and you'll learn, like I said, sometimes social media can give you this false image of what is really going on. Sometimes it gives you the real image. Sometimes it's a mixture. However, you'll see posts from teachers and sometimes you'll see them from um, parents and sometimes you'll even see them from students, depending on what grade level is posting things on there. See what they're talking about. See who they, you know, what are the great things that you're hearing about this school? And kind of weigh out your options. Say, "Mm, hmm, is this really a place I really want to send my child? Or should I keep looking?
0: Yeah, I think it's just (laughs) going to be a wealth of information for you for you just by following their online presence so check them out you know google search them those are my three tips for really looking into schools i think there are a number of other things that Mm -hmm. parents can do obviously you would talk to people you know and take recommendations and um you know look up the top schools most people move into neighborhoods knowing what schools they think are the top schools already. Mm -hmm. These are the steps I would take once you kind of have a group of schools or maybe one or two schools narrowed down. And then you can follow these three steps to really do some uh, deeper research into making a decision for your kid. And be very, be very, very careful of,
1: these schools because there are a lot of public schools that are great. There are a lot of charter schools that are great. There are a lot of private schools that are great. But on the opposite end of that, there are some charter schools that are not good. There are some public schools that are not good. And there are some private schools that are not good. So make sure that you really do your research because your child will greatly benefit from the legwork that you're about to do.
0: Yep. Did you have any other
1: specific tips to share? You know, what's crazy is that I actually asked some teachers okay, who are parents, what do they look for in schools? And the crazy thing is everything that you said, they said, they said visit during the school day, if possible, check out the structure of the classroom. Then a kindergarten parent said that go in there, see what it okay. looks like. Does it feel welcoming to a kid, which I could see for younger grades? Does that yeah. really feel welcoming? Made sense to me. How is your child greeted? What is the office like and their success and failure? So basically everything you said, Mm -hmm. teachers said they will look for when they're trying to look for a place for their kids. So I think
0: those are the top things for me, too. Um, I think people in the past, like the far past, educational institutions were deemed as like these safe spaces. Mm -hmm. And now there are so many options. It's one of those things where. Mm, it's just not as reliable, mm-hmm. you know, just because something has the accreditation to be open as a school doesn't mean it's the right place yeah. for your kid. So really look into that. Really consider your child, how they are, how their personality works and make that decision based on that. Um, I did have some tips that I wanted to share. This is from the a Washington Post uh, article about tips for picking a good school and I'm just gonna run through these uh, the first tips on what this uh this uh journalist put is to buy an expensive house and you can be almost sure the school will be good So as we know, like, yeah, that's crazy. That was so crazy. This was the number one tip. So we all know that, like, property value Mm -hmm. and schools are linked. And, you know, property value tends to be high in districts that have really good schools. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's also, like, I don't think that's as reliable enough because sometimes the school's Uh, start to I don't know decline before the property value does so for me I still stick with you need to be in there you need to look up the data because sometimes those two things one will drop before the other and who has time to play if this is your kids three years in uh, middle school Mm -hmm. and four years in high school you need to be certain that this is the place you know Uh, the second tip was to look at the data which you know I shared the third tip is talk to parents of at least two unrelated children in different grades already enrolled in a school that you're considering. Mm-hmm. I think that's a actually pretty feasible that's, that's attempt, especially with social media. You mm-hmm. can 100% find these PTO PTA groups and inbox somebody mm-hmm. uh, really easily.
1: That's good. Um,
0: number four was to visit the school and ask to speak to the principal. You can do that. I will ask for an appointment. And it depends to
1: what time of year you're going. The end of the year is going to be a struggle. Yeah.
0: Don't be upset if the principal doesn't have time for you right away, because sometimes it's just a struggle. Yeah. Uh, Number four was listen to your kids, which we discussed. Mm -hmm. Like you need to have these conversations with your kids. Um, The sixth one says the most competitive high schools do not necessarily lead to acceptance to most selective colleges. And I think that's a good point to Uh consider is that sometimes people think I'm going to send my kid to the very best school. But sometimes your kid's talents can be hidden in a school where uh, like a really large setting. Um, I'm actually not going to go through all these tips. They're crazy. (laughs) Number seven says don't worry about elementary school. What? I'm number looking at that like what? there are no good middle schools. Nine says look for challenging high schools and 10 says, listen to your heart, which I would go with that. Listen Let's go with number heart. 10. Skip yeah. seven,
1: eight, nine. Those are Jesus
0: Christ. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> those are, those are my thoughts on picking a good school. It's a daunting, probably one of those decisions that will shape, your children, yeah. the outcomes of their lives in some way. So it's, it's a big. really big decision I'm to so, make. We sorry
1: to give, put all that pressure on you, but it is a
0: very big decision. Yeah, it is. Oh. All right. So Akia, what do you have for us this week?
1: So we used to do, mad achievements right and mad achievements used to be um people making a difference in our community well since we decided to relaunch for season three we switched some things up so for season three we are going to do something called usm university so urban state of mind university so during that time this is for anybody so me and Karina sat down and we said you know what we gear a lot towards teachers but we want to talk to students we want to talk to parents we want to talk to the community and we want you to talk to us so USM University should be a learning process for us as well as for you guys so during this time we're going to give tips to parents teachers students and the community because I did find out that some of my students listen to this podcast Ooh, okay um <laughs> We want to connect the dots between all four of those pieces. Highlighting, we will still highlight movers and shakers in our community um, who are doing awesome things, but we also want to make sure we provide useful tips and a knowledge base. We also want to cite some good books for you guys, some technology, some resources, things that are really going to help you guys. So we want to make sure that U.S. University is really a great learning opportunity for everybody. Yay! So, for this week's segment of US Univers- USM University, it's going to be a long time for me to get this right, USM University, um, class is now in session. I am going to talk to all my parents out there. Dear parents, are you struggling with your kids this last month of summer? Mm-hmm. Are you like, look, they've read all of the summer books, they've done all the summer work, and they are wrecking my nerves. Are you that parent that is at Target right now shopping for all of their supplies and packing their book bags? Well, I have something for you. If your kid loves technology, we're going to talk about some different ways that you can incorporate technology into your home with your kids. Some great websites. Now, I'm not going to go through all 20 of these, but I am going to highlight some that I know about. Um, and Corinne, you can jump in whenever you feel I will. the urge, girl. All right. So one of them. That I love is called IXL.com. Mm-hmm. I'm IXL familiar with that one. Awesome. So now they've made it where it goes from pre-K all the way to college level. Um, well, past 12th grade. And they have things for reading as well as math. It is a great resource for those, for instance feedback and it also gives you information it also gives you information on how to correct your problems so it's not just going to say you're wrong move on to the next one it's actually going to give you information to help you out cool resource um another one that the kids love so much is brain pop brain pop is one of my faves
0: oh my goodness (laughs) and you were teaching high school were you showing brain pop to your high schoolers um i mainly did it with (laughs) middle when i taught middle school but I feel like maybe now – like <laughs> maybe every now and then with the high schoolers because it has some cool fundamentals. I mean, it oh has goodness. chemistry stuff on there, and I taught chemistry have, at the high school level. They bit.
1: have a lot of great resources on there. Um, my friend Dominique, who's been on our show before, um, she actually shared for parents to – um, go to Brain Pop to look at Juneteenth to get oh, okay. better knowledge and explain to your kids what Juneteenth really mm-hmm. is. And I thought that was so awesome. It's it's two people. Well, it's two people. Tim and then his uh, little sidekick robot, Moby. And the kids love uh, listening to them, talking about all kinds of different topics. One of my kids' favorites was when he was talking about the history of rap. They love that one. Um, and then you can even go as gross as what is a booger the kids were all in all into what is that <laughs> about yeah I mean you can get your kids involved they have different activities quizzes it's an awesome resource my personal favorite is vocabulary. I learned about this way too late in the game I love flowcabulary.com it makes everything into a rap the kids love it. They actually have a fill in the blank rap part where I play it really slow motion, okay. and the kids can fill in the blank, and they're learning about something and didn't even know that they were learning about it. It's That's my favorite fun. thing at all. And they start rapping the lyrics. The best part was when one of my students in eighth grade took out all of her lyrics and used them to study for her final exam.
0: Oh, cool! Are you going to send me links for it so we can yes. post it? Okay, we're going to we'll post, post that. it on our follow us. Um, Our Facebook page, Urban State of Mind. And just you'll get links to all of it. I'm
1: going to give you links to all of it. I'm going to highlight a couple more for our youngers, our younger people. So we got Sesame Street. Didn't know that they had a website that had games and learning letters and things of that nature. Cool. PBS Kids is also a great website for our young children to learn different things coolmath.com has things for kids who are 13 and up but then it has a sister site that's called cool math for kids for our younger kids okay time for kids is not as interactive but it gives a lot of articles about things that are currently happening it'll be a good discussion topic at your dinner table if you want to talk about it with your kids um how stuff works so they can figure out how tornadoes form. Why is the sky blue? You know, those questions that your kids ask you when you have no answer to and it. Like, um. Um, we're going to howstuffworks.com. Scholastic is also a great website for kids to get information starting at pre K, going all the way to seniors in high school. And the last one that I wanted to talk about was Discovery Kids, another good science-based website. Um, I'm going to post all this information online for you guys so that you can see all these great sites. Parents, use this last month and make them work. (laughs) Make them look up stuff. Get on that that computer. Let's go. So that is the end of USM University. Class dismissed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you all for joining in if you have thoughts on this if you have specific tips that you've used or that have proven successful in figuring out the best school in your community feel free to drop us a line um, on our facebook page or follow us on instagram and um, we also love to see feedback on any of the resources that you use that Akia shared let us know how your kid is enjoying them or maybe not enjoying them and you know we want uh, our this community to be able to share with one another right. that's one of the joys um, of social media and our next podcast topic is going to be about the consequences Woo. of social media on education so until next time we'll see you Take deuces. care. deuces i